0: Don't massively me. thirsty I need to wet my beak, but you gotta go what, soon. What was that? The beak? I need to wet my Dude, I walk around all day. Let me wet my beak. <laughs> that, sounds right. so wet my beak. that sounds so suggestive. That sounds so I walk <laughs> into the office at night and Let like wet my beak. My my wet co- my whistle.
1: My co- dude, who actually says that? <laughs> my... no, what's up, partner? I'm here to wet my whistle.
0: The running joke is that we have no idea how to operate any of the things that we do here. But we we figure it out, and we we come to you with the buttery goodness that is this content. Speaking of buttery goodness, I want to give you these right here, bro. Thank you, man. Try those. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Instead of me bringing you
1: something, you brought me something. I I guess.
0: Yeah, try those. It's
1: from a small candy shop. Um it's actually a pretty big small candy shop if you're looking at small candy shops not to get too technical but it's great stuff those are uh called sweet sloops uh-huh so if, you might uh, to chew this on camera
0: well, all they're hearing is the muffling of that opening. Yeah. All right. This is this we'll is. We'll come back to it in this a is second. bad radio, people. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Just yes. listen to this, and then listen to me chew. <laughs> I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. We have no idea what we're doing. No, it's great. <laughs> we just. It's great. Yeah. Someone that's been recording for a while would be like, "That is ridiculous. Why are you putting squeaky things next to the microphone? <laughs> it's that's like okay though. On your podcast list, you have like Joe Rogan and the self-loathing millennials. Like, you turn on this like. You know, or anybody You us. turn on the this, this level immaculate I think is a production with, yeah. you know, Be Real and Russell Peters and, you know, Phil Schiller. Do you like think everyone... they
1: do Be Real? Or do they just do one take and then post it? Wait,
0: what was the question? I hear the question. We're off to a great start. Yeah, I hear the of <laughs> What about Be Real?
1: No, you said you have, like, when people do podcasts. I yeah. have no idea what how the podcast game is. They do, like, B reels and C reels and they, ah, they cut the snippets. Oh, and snip no, Be Real is and... in the wrapper. Oh, B-real. I thought you were giving it the term as in, like, there's the A-reel, which is, no. like, really good stuff, quality, no. and then the B-reel is, like, some no. shitty recording, but it might have some good points that they kind of edit
0: in. That's funny. No, man. b real like, the rock. Oh, rapper. okay, gotcha. He was on the last episode. I'm, I'm hip. Yeah. You know, I know who b real is. To be honest with you, I didn't know much about b real until let's, the episode. Let's about. be real about how much we know about him. I didn't realize how big he was. Really? I had no idea. I'm not big into hip, hop, as you know.
1: I kind of am. You're my kind, kind of. I'm not really big into anything, per se. I dabble.
0: Well, you know, you're, you're into the rap sort of like the ethos and the, the, the daily quibble. Like you, you, keep in, you keep up with that.
2: I
1: don't keep up with it as so much as I hear it through osmosis or I see a little yeah. snippet of it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting.
0: It's important. Here's why rap is so important. It's important because like it or not, rap is a huge part of huge culture.
1: Huge fear of influence, right?
0: Actually, influence is a really good topic, but I want to, because I want to talk about influence, but yes. The rap game. So much of our culture is tied into the rap game. And so much of, you know,
1: the rap game, it's the other way around too, right? So, and I find this so interesting when you look at things like, right, inevitably there's a certain urban connectivity with things like basketball, hip hop, sneakers, urban uh, connectivity. I like that. You know, and it's, and it's, that's a huge, huge, uh, Part of the population that someone maybe from It's a nexus. someone more rural nexus, might not understand right. or get. Right. It's which a is nexus. hilarious because then you yeah. you can tell like people that have are fresh to New York. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Okay. They don't walk with <laughs> you a purpose. Don't, you don't. <laughs> They're understand. just walking on the
0: street, floundering. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Not even like <laughs> it's just like you can just tell there's something yeah. about it. You're like, oh, okay, welcome.
0: Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah. But your but your point is well taken, right? right? You're saying that the urban generalization of stuff. Like, there's a few... It's cool as shit. I like my sneakers, man. Right. I mean, they sell sneakers. They sell basketball shoes. Yeah. They sell basic... You know, ideas. And then everything else, right? So like, uh, a whole like hip hop fashion interface too. Right. It's huge. Well, think about the NBA, right? It used to be guys would show up in street clothes. David Stern, the commissioner of the mm-hmm. NBA, I think it was the mid-90s, changed the rule and said, look, from now on, when you show up to a basketball game, you show up in professional attire. So you yeah. have to wear a suit. You can't roll in with a t-shirt and jeans, yeah. right? So the NBA was the first major league to adopt sort of a dress code, and David Stern got huge pushback for this. I mean, total just, just crazy. No, I think that's a good move. I really think that's a good move, bro. It revolutionized
1: yeah, the game. I mean, right. look yeah, at where the game is today. I'm a fan. I have no idea. I know just it's huge, but I don't today know what like basketball is doing anything
0: dude. like that. Today it's literally a runway of fashion. Today, dude, come on. You know this. You turn on any game. game? They, they show you how they show up. There's true, a whole there's true, a whole subculture true, true. now with dappered bags, like toiletry bags, thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. dollar bags that they just sort of like carry yeah, yeah, like a yeah, clutch,
1: swag bags,
0: yeah, swag bags, right? Dude, the yeah. shoes they
1: wear, the yeah, the shoes, outfit. Shoes now game. it's a
0: total game. Yeah, but there was a time when the players kicked and screamed about it. They didn't right. realize it was another platform for opportunity. Of course. Right. right, David Stern understood that. Yeah. He's a white guy. I shouldn't say that. But he's an old white guy who understood marketing more than the average. Can I take a guess at maybe his <laughs> religious affiliation? Well, yeah. He's a snarky white Jew who understood. Yeah, you know, I have I have this market affiliation. If you're going to
1: go the distance, just go the distance. Exactly.
0: But he was right. Was he wrong? He was so right. What a great move. I have the pawns. I have the platform. No, Why am I not using this as an yeah. opportunity to market my Absolutely. game? So he was right. And so at the end of the day, that's really what happens. Yeah. Um, influence. So that's really interesting. Influence is a good segue. One of... Are you under the influence? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, wow, that really... Um, depends. That really depends. Um, but then, so Kyle Corver, are you familiar with him? No. Okay. Kyle Corver is... You know what? Let me pull this up. Those chocolates. I know I gave them to you, but they're starting to look very enticing. Please go ahead. This dude. is going to be a self-serving we can, act. We can pause and. I should get us water or something, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have chocolate. Yeah, dude, that's not team. gonna work. We'll postpone it. Yeah, we'll postpone the chocolate. Let's finish the recording. I kind of want some water right now, though. Are we gonna have a for the
0: next? Oh, but you gotta go. It's 9:30. It's 9:30. All right, Concorde. Um he's 38 years old. He's 6'7". He plays for the Utah Jazz. He's been in the NBA for a long time, ostensibly probably. Well, he was drafted in 2003. Okay. Okay. Um he is a a basketball player who is relevant because he's very good at shooting the basketball and the game of NBA today is very much revolves around people who can shoot. You don't have to be that athletic anymore if you can you just get have the to ball, be a sniper. That's right. If you can get the ball on the wing and okay. snipe a 3, you have a place in today's game. Okay. He's okay. that kind of a player. He's not, you know, an incredibly athletic player. So, right. Okay. He's a fringe player that is. Right. You know. Sure. Upper lower level. Okay. So he he's writing an article. It's it's entitled "Privileged" in the Players Tribune, which I'm sure you're familiar with okay. the publication. I, I don't read it because so he, he, he he he's writing an article. He's writing an article in the Players okay. Tribune, which is a, a publication that's that's used that that is um contributed to by pro athletes. Sure. Okay. He starts the article with the following. When the police break your teammate's leg, you'd think you, it would wake you up a little. So he's giving you an account of one of his players, his teammates, not one of his players, one of its teammates back in 2015 sure. gets his leg kicked in by a cop in New York City, essentially really only because he was black. I mean, it was, it was proven racial profiling. They didn't realize he was an NBA player. He lost an NBA season. Well, it happened. Th- do you think it was proven racial profiling because they didn't realize he was a popular NBA player?
1: <laughs> or did they really say, "Oh, you know what? This is this is bad. We did this."
0: The truth is, you you might be. I, I know what you're driving at, and you might be right, but that's not okay. The, the hey, fact, that's like, not a pertinent. The, he's talking about the Black Lives uh, Black Lives Matter movement and sure. how, at one of the games, one of his jazz games, there was a fan who was heckling racist comments to one of the other jazz players. No, uh, I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, oh, Russell yeah, yeah, Westbrook. Yeah, okay. they, uh Russell Westbrook was getting cha- uh, taunted by a fan, and the fan was saying really disgusting sure. things about the, of his race right, and right, the right. fact that he's African American. Yeah, of course. And he was, you know, kicked out and you yeah, know, okay. we as you know, he was know, done away as, with, okay, done away yeah, with right? As a, so. as a society, you can imagine what yeah, happened to yeah. 2019. So he's writing about that. Okay. Um. So what is the leg kicking in? The, the point is, is this, if he, he goes on to say this a few weeks ago, something happened at a jazz home game that brought back many of those old questions. So he's referring to the story that happened in 2015 with his, with his, um, so whose leg got kicked in and what's the connection between the leg getting kicked in and by this guy saying racial epithets to the basketball player? I'm going to tell you. Okay. Okay. So the article starts out with the story of when in 2015 he had his teammate Who was, heck got his leg kicked in, right? Okay. Okay. And he, he realized, he's saying that I don't, it didn't really make any difference to me. Like he's like, I I don't know. I I, I never thought anything of it. It was just another story. NBA players, right? They're, they're journeymen. A lot of stuff happens to NBA players. Sure. So then he says, a few weeks ago, something happened at a Jazz home game that brought back many of those old memories. Maybe you saw it. We were playing against the Thunder, and Russell Westbrook and a fan in the crowd exchanged words during the game. I didn't actually see or hear what had happened. If you were following on TV or on Twitter, maybe you had a similar initial viewing of it. Then after the game, one of our reporters asked me for my response to what had gone down between Russ and the fan. Sure. I told him I hadn't seen it and added something like, but you know, Russ, he gets into it with the crowd a lot. That's what he says. Okay. It turns out that the guy was yelling a racial slur at Russ. Right. Okay. So naturally he responded. So the article goes on to say about how we need to do a better job of understanding that black people in America today live in a different world. We need to be empathetic. We really need to start to really have an open conversation. He's really being empathetic and woke, as it were, towards the cause of African Americans. And it's a great article. Okay. But then he says something really interesting that I found to be very sloppy. Okay. He says, the two concepts I've been thinking about a lot lately are guilt and responsibility. When it comes to racism in America, I think that guilt and responsibility tend to be seen as more or less the same thing. But I'm beginning to understand there's a real difference. As white people, are we guilty of the sins of our forefathers? No, I don't think so. But are we responsible for them? Yes, I believe we are. I don't think that's true. Yeah, just because somebody else fucked up doesn't mean I inherit the blame. Exactly. If you're a Muslim and just radical like, Islam is responsible for someone who just died in a bombing, are you responsible for that person? Oh, good point. They're your four. They're your. They're your brothers and sisters. They're you your cousins. You did there. But do I look at you who didn't less, commit that crime and yeah. say, "Oh, you must also be a car bomber"? I never thought of that. Would okay, I ever think good. that? Okay. Interesting point. Yeah. So first, let's just talk about this point. I I was reading... Because I could see... I
1: split dead in the middle on that.
0: So I have a larger point here. Okay.
1: Anyway, are we going to have that conversation of... That. reflecting on that point or are we going to the larger
2: let's go to the larger point the let's, larger point has to, to do with this too
0: much no the larger point has to do with this okay so this isn't
2: my point this is actually a point that ben shapiro made on his podcast okay. i can voice my solidarity with russell westbrook after what happened in utah i can evolve my position on what happened to thabo in new york i can be that weird dude and get out bragging about how he'd have voted for obama a third term i condemn i can condemn every racist heckler i've ever known but i can also fade into the crowd and my face can blend in with the faces of those hecklers anytime i want well what no that's not right why are you why are you the same as they are you're an individual why would your face blend in with the faces of the heckler what makes the heckler the heckler is the sound coming out of the face not the face itself to attribute the thought to the color is to slander an entire group of people in which you are now claiming membership he says i'm trying to ask myself what i should actually do how can i as a white man part of the systemic problem become part of the solution why are you part of the problem did you do something He says, I have to listen. I have to continue to educate myself on the history of racism in America. Well, we should all do those things. But this part is where he gets into, basically, I have to kowtow to the politics of people who look different than I do because I am not part of that group. I have to support leaders. This is what he writes. I have to support leaders who see racial justice as fundamental, as something that's at the heart of nearly every major issue in our country today. And I have to support policies that do the same. No, you don't. It depends on the leaders and whether their ideas are good. Why do you have to listen to everything Al Sharpton has to say because you happen to be a different color from Al Sharpton and the same color as some people who are racist? You don't own the actions of other white people just because you happen to be white any more than a Muslim owns the actions of every radical Muslim or a black person owns the actions of every other black person. This is is self-imposed racial hierarchy. It's gross. This is where you get into a problem. And, and this is, and, and Kyle Corver then makes this point. And this is the point he's being praised far and wide for. And I don't think that it is a good point. He says, two concepts I've been thinking about a lot lately are guilt and responsibility. When it comes to racism in America, I think guilt and responsibility tend to be seen as more or less the same thing. But I'm beginning to understand how there's a real difference. As white people, are we guilty of the sins of our forefathers? No, I don't think so. But are we responsible for them? Yes, I believe we are. Okay explain. So here's what Corver says. I guess I've come to realize that when we talk about solutions to systemic racism, police reform, workplace diversity, affirmative action, better access to health care, even reparations, it's not about guilt. It's not about pointing fingers or passing blame. It's about responsibility. It's about understanding that when we've said the word equality for generations, what we've really meant is equality for a certain group of people. Here's sloppy thinking and sloppy writing. He says it's about understanding that when we've said the word equality, what we've really meant is equality for a certain group of people. Who's this we? When I've said the word equality, I don't mean for a certain group of people. And neither is Kyle Corver. So now he's actually merging back in guilt and responsibility. He is saying that we, like Kyle Corver today, is responsible for 60 years ago, somebody not meaning black people when they talked about equality. He says it's about understanding that when we've said the word inequality for generations, what we've really meant is slavery and its aftermath. No, I don't believe that that's true. When I've said inequality, I don't mean slavery and its aftermath. So he he basically suggests that the only way to be a woke person, the only way to fight racism, is for white people to shut up and then listen to black activists and then suggest that they are right on everything because we could, after all, recede into the racist background. And you can see this manifest in, in Kyle Corver's recommended policy. So when he says that there's a difference between guilt and responsibility, that of course is correct. I have a responsibility for my child. And that's not about guilt or innocence. I have a responsibility for people who live in my community to help them out. That's why I give charity. But that is not the suggestion of slavery reparations. The suggestion of slavery reparations is that I am guilty for a sin of the past. And therefore, I owe something to this person, not as a fellow citizen, but for the sins of the past for which I am somehow guilty. This is why I don't have any problem with folks on the left talking about rectifying inequality through government policy except that I think that they are wrong. I think it is counterproductive. I don't agree with the principles undergirding their use of government to do this thing, but I don't have a generalized problem with the sort of left-leaning policy that says that economic inequality requires government intervention. I don't, I, I again, I disagree with the policy, but the underlying motivation, at least I understand, but I am not okay with the slavery reparations conversation that implies guilt for past sins for white people, for example, because now you're not separating people Based on wealth or non wealth. Now you are separating people specifically based on race and imputing responsibility and guilt for actions to a group of people who legitimately had nothing to do with that thing. That's why when you see people like Cory Booker pushing an investigation of slavery reparations, he can't explain what he would do with slavery reparations. No Democrat has. Because they understand immediately that other than their generalized government policy, they'd be pushing anyway. There is no way to do this without imputing guilt to a certain group of people who are actually not guilty for these actions. So where does Corver go with this in the end? He says, I believe that what's happening to people of color in this country right now in 2019 is wrong. Now, you can believe that without actually having to accept that you are somehow a privileged member of society in believing that. By the way, I think that it's worthwhile noting that in the NBA, the vast majority of players who are earning millions of dollars are black. That is not an imputation of black privilege. That's because the NBA is a meritocracy. That has nothing to do with racism. Anyway, Corver says, the fact that black Americans are more than five times as likely to be incarcerated as white Americans is wrong. No, the fact is not wrong. The fact is the fact. Unless you can explain how that is a result of a racist criminal justice system and which people are innocent who are being put in prison for no reason, you got no basis for saying that the fact is wrong. The fact that black Americans are more than twice as likely to live in poverty as white Americans is, is wrong okay it's a, it's a fact i don't like but is it wrong is it well it depends where is the poverty coming from if it is the result of a historic injustice like jim crow yes that's wrong and then we say okay what is the best way to solve that but if that if that poverty is coming from you making a decision to have a baby out of wedlock and not finish high school the fact is the fact the fact the, the fact that Black unemployment rates nationally are double that of overall unemployment rates is wrong. Again, this is Bernie Sanders' talk where basically any inequality is – any inequity – any inequality is inequity. Any disparity is discrimination. And if you don't accept that, then you're not woke enough. But here's what I want to say,
0: okay? I didn't read this article until after Ben Shapiro made his point. But I'm telling you, man, that had I read this article before or any time – had I never heard Ben Shapiro and I read this article – I would have had the same reaction as the mainstream media had, which is, oh, my God, this is the greatest article ever. Like, look at this. This is amazing. I mean, this thing got so much fanfare. Well, the thing that I have and
1: the issue with when a celebrity starts to champion a cause, uh, for me, I have this visceral response of like when someone's trying to get you to buy Amway products. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, oh, okay, what shtick are you hawking today? Great, thank you. Have a nice day. But- it's very hard just because I'm like, you were never cared about this two seconds ago. Why, why do you care all of a sudden now and getting vocal about it?
0: Right, so, to- so that's. That actually- wasn't your platform
1: when you just started out, and now you're adopting this. Like.
0: Dude, are you I, virtue signaling right now, or are you actually trying to make a difference? That's actually a great point what you just said because the second point I wanted to make has everything to do with what you just okay. said. Fine. So that that that's a good point. The All other right. okay, but
1: going Maybe, back I'm to I'm just it,
0: super cynical. I think at this point. But 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 he wrote this article. Okay, the the Twitterverse went nuts. Oh my god, this is amazing. They loved it. They dude, they ate it up. It was just. It's clearly he's trying to stay relevant and virtue signal
1: to show that I am on this side of the spectrum and identify with this. So how you guys doing fans out there and boost his name. He says, whether he cares genuinely or not is another conversation. But the mere fact that you'd be remiss to say that this wasn't put out there for any type of, at some level, whether it be minor or massive ego stroke, uh, need to stay relevant, uh, a little virtue signaling. This is what I agree with. This is my team. Look at me. Right. It's, it's, Especially with how the internet is now today with celebrities with people that want to influence Politics what clothes you should wear what you drive. It's all a show to grab attention and eyes, right? Everything is quantified by how many people saw the article how many likes it got how many shares it got this that and the other thing so this is all like
0: just yeah, so he, he, yeah, I agree. And you know? what you just said, again, is the second point that I had for the show. But it's very yes, hard I agree. Me,
1: like through social media to see a celebrity champion at me like, that's fucking it right, right there. Right. I'm a
0: soldier for that. Let's go, right. baby. He goes on to say, people of color, they built this league. They've grown this league. People of color have made this league into what it is today. Sure. And I guess I just wanted to say that if you can't find it in your hearts to support them now and I mean actively support them, if the best you can do for their cause is to passively tolerate it, if that's the standard we're going to hold ourselves to, to blend in and opt out, well, that's not good enough. That's not even close. And he goes on to say that if you buy my jersey, you know that this is what I stand for. Get out of here. Get out of here. He's selling merch off this listen, now? Listen, the fact that inequality is built so deeply into ma- so many of our tr- of our most trusted institutions is wrong. And I believe it's the responsibility of anyone on the privileged end of those inequalities to help make things right. So if you want to know anything about me outside of basketball, then listen, I get it. But if you do want to know something, know I believe that. Know that about me. And if you're claiming my name or likeness for your own cause in any way, know that about me. If you're wearing my jersey at a game, know that about me. If you're planning to buy tickets to to a game, know that about me. If you're coming to a jazz games and rooting buy for my me, shit. buy okay. my shit, spend money with my brand, my name.
1: So, Am I calling him out real hard so right listen, now? I'm not, I'm not, I, this is just my take on it, right? Because everything is to grab eyes and to sell stuff. And his closing message is all ways that you can return monetary gain to him and his
0: association and team. No? That's a fact. Is it not? I appreciate that that's your initial view. Had I read this, I'm just t- being honest with you, that would not have been my my view. My view would have been so warped in the groupthink. think. I would have framed this article in a, in a sense of this is maybe an awesome. Maybe traumatized article. Just like, as a kid. This is an awesome article. Everyone loves it. It's woke as hell. I would like it. Yeah, that's maybe I've been traumatized as a kid. But
1: uh, being in in the restaurant business, I had my dad basically speaking with all kinds of people from sales all the time. There was not a minute where there wasn't some kind of you know sales transaction yeah. marketing thing the meat that, guys come
0: in to make a sale right that, the fruit guy wants it these right, competitor shows I, up right i got better it's produce like, yeah, oh yeah. this
1: guy's got the newest hottest dishwasher yeah. we want to show it to you
0: yeah it's like
1: oh really do you really no you just want my money you don't give a shit about what, if i wanted a dishwasher or not yeah. you only care because it's money but and every interaction unfortunately is like what's the sale here i always every yeah. it's like okay what are they you're trying to sell me an idea, a product, get some money out of me, something, right? Is that cynical? That's usually how people interact when they approach you cold.
0: Dude, well, you're making a great point. Right. That I wanted this was. We might as well get to my second point.
1: So but, I yeah. immediately, that's I yeah. scan it. And I'm like, oh, okay, here it goes again. Here's the sales pitch, right? And right. maybe that's a terrible way to look at the world. Whether or not that's a little bit, you know, a window into how I think.
0: I would argue that that's healthy. I think that's a sure. good way to think. Maybe if, if you're skeptical towards most things, then, then you, you can into never a be disappointed. Loop of almost overanalyzing everything, right?
1: And you're always thinking about 20 million possibilities about one thing, and then the next thing, 20 million possibilities
0: again. Well, look, the, the first part is, dude. First of all, you're right. Everyone is trying to sell you something. So, like the first, sure, part, especially with the, social media, <laughs> the right. whole thing is built on advertising and money. There's this article. You have got
1: to monetize everything to keep people interested and in going.
0: There's a brilliant article that I was reading before the show, and it's about influencers. Sure. And the roots and history of where influencers began. The point of the whole article I is. I'd say, I bet you it's not relatively recent. Well, I think
1: evolutionarily, there's people that want to fall into groupthink. So she quotes a lot follow. of. Shakespeare?
0: And sure. a little Oscar Wilde from yeah. the 1890s. Okay. Laying on me. I like where this is going. It's beautiful. But yeah. let me let me finish the point. Okay. Let me finish this point first. There's a little tease right there
1: because I really like that. That was that was, that was that was good. But you hinted on it. Okay. Let's and go. And so that's, that was let's, my let's, second point keep, is keep influence
0: was the second idea. But the first idea is. Oh, I see what you did there. The first idea that I wanted to share is. Sure. You got to step outside your comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You need to step outside of your silo because the truth is, I agree with Ben Shapiro. That's a bullshit article.
1: Oh, he called out this article?
0: Ripped it to shreds. Oh, re- I didn't know that. Oh, dude, he intellectually just mangled that thing. It's like he put it in a grinder. He goes, and here's really sloppy thinking. Like he set him up beautifully. Really? Um, I'm actually going to cut into it. It, can, can we do that? Is that legal? I'll produce it.
1: Oh, of course. You're, you're getting really, really a <laughs> little,
0: little right wing here, Josh.
1: You started out you on the other side of the political spectrum, but now you're really. So that's the point I want to make. Getting, I wouldn't even say right wing. You're getting more, I don't know, whatever that genre is. I guess it's right wing, right wing thinking, but not really. I've always it's had. It's like rationale thinking, you're like trying to analyze everything for how it is. So that's really the other one's like one's like thinking I don't know, I feel like one's thinking with your mind and one's kinda trying to think with your heart and and not even heart, think with like the fluff, but not see how you get there. Like there's nothing wrong with most of the left wing thinking. The issue is that it's never gonna happen. And then sort of traditional right wing thinking is like that's never really gonna happen either. But Kind of makes sense for your wallet most of the time, <laughs> so it's self serving. So you're like, well, it's got to be like that. So you got to be an asshole sometimes to people. Okay, first things first. And the other ones like, let's get along with everybody. But you got to be, in, you got to be somewhere in the middle. You, uh, I don't know, is that you got to be, you got to be I, rational. I, That's what I'm trying to say. You got to think of why things are happening that way. I don't really uh,
0: identify with either party. I'm dead in the middle, man. Okay, Th- I think the first step is. The first step is that the Internet has put us in these silos, right? We, we're sort of – we focus on this tu- – we fall into a tunnel. Jack Dorsey was on Joe Rogan, and he was talking about this. Joe was like, dude, what, what's your biggest mistake? Like, okay, put the, all the bullshit aside. Just like Twitter yeah. right now, what do you hate most about Twitter? And he said, look, the truth is is we don't give people an opportunity to discover new ideas. We, sure. Our algorithm it's just – all group thought. We want to show you stuff you're gonna like. You're gonna like the stuff that you think. Oh, it's
1: ultimately yeah, because it's because it's all based on things that you like, right? Because they identify you as a personality, as a person, and it build the database builds as to who what this not necessarily what this person is, but this user, right, is is thinking. So we can give them more of the same stuff they like, so they can keep consuming the same content over and over, like. Uh, I don't have cable, so everything is my like YouTube yeah. app on my TV, like yeah. my smart TV, yeah. which is actually surprisingly very responsive. I well, YouTube thought,
0: TV is very good.
1: Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. I was always maybe in the early 2000s of smart TV thinking, where yeah. like I'm like this shit is so slow. Why don't I just go on my computer and connect to my TV? Yeah. Right. But uh now it's very responsive, so I use it a lot, yeah. and um, it's like based on what you liked before. So I'll watch like. One trauma lecture, for example, or something. Yeah. And then I'll watch, uh, some BS video about, like, some, like, 16-year-old wearing some new Yeezys. Okay. And then, you know... Uh,
0: like an influencer video, yeah. I don't even know if it's an influencer, yeah, whatever what the mean, hell it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll
1: go back to, like, watch a... Jordan or, Peterson. A car... <laughs> car re- no, like, a car review or something. Just just stuff to like, whatever, just to learn some stuff. And turn on some
0: porn. And then, uh,
1: <laughs> no, and then all of a sudden, strangely enough, all recommended by you is, like, all these 16-year-old kids without sneakers. I'm like, <laughs> listen... I watched one thing about sneakers. Why does this guy get so much more of like my recommended to you? Because
0: that's what you're going to click on.
1: Than another trauma lecture or another car review or I don't know.
0: Well, that's what you're going to click on. It's so just, that's what Jack was saying. Why am I going to click on that though? I don't know. Something about Why am
1: I not going to click on equally on the other things? Is it because they have more followers or they, they pay for priority to the service? No, no, a, no. The algorithm, how, does that, how does that figure that out?
0: The algorithm works.
1: all the ones that's like re- recommended to you are the one out of like six absolute nonsense videos that I'd watch. Like I'll watch some like – I'm like, oh, uh, a Millie, fucking Lil Wayne. I haven't heard this song in forever. Listen to that and then it's all like – Little Wayne recommended to use. It's, but like, how often do I watch Little Wayne music videos? Not very frequently. Then you won't see it a lot. But it, it's like,
0: poof, I don't you know. got to watch
1: Little Wayne. I Is there something about sponsors and and
0: people no, that can I, snowball
1: easily on these platforms?
0: I think it's just about what the algorithm thinks you're going to click on at that moment in time. Like they, it, maybe it works it's like by. Yesterday time at ten or, o'clock, yeah. you watched Little Wayne. Maybe you want to watch Little Wayne again. Today. Yeah. And I'm pretty, look, I don't know. I'm not an algorithm guy, but. There's got to be a formula, right? I'm sure there's formula and then there's variables. So they test it. So like they'll. The Krabby Patty secret formula. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll try an algorithm and then if it doesn't work for you, they'll try it again. They'll A, B test it and they right. say, okay, this variable is garbage. Take it out. And that's how they refine their algorithms. But that's just a guess. I could be wrong there. Anyway, I forgot my greater point. I forgot what I was saying. You were unfazed by my well, Krabby so, Patty No, no, no. So I think the seedlings of, of, of my beliefs, maybe not being so in tune to the left, were always there. But the point is is that you will never know what you really believe unless you listen to other people's ideas. Yeah, listen to everything. Listen to everything. Listen and to everything. And that's what Jack was saying on the Joe Rogan pod. He was saying, dude, we don't, chance. we don't give people an opportunity yeah. to see new stuff. There's no like... But not even if you don't see new stuff, an opportunity,
1: right? How are you going to have an opportunity to interact with new people, right? Or how are you going to get along with people at work more, right? Because if you're just in your silo, you think everything is the same thing as that, you're drastically mistaken.
0: Well, I think it leads to a real lack of empathy. Yeah, sure. Which is a really, really we, big problem. Yeah, we, we talked about that already. Yeah, that's true. It's a common theme. I mean, we yeah. always come back to it. Yeah. Um, you know, and so at the end of the day... He he uh, he was tearing the piece apart, and he did so intellectually. He, he 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 pointed out sloppy thinking. Just because we study their history doesn't mean we're responsible for their behavior. And that was really the essence of the article. That he's say that again. I'm sorry, I missed that. The 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 the, the essence of the article was that Kyle Corver feels responsible for the injustices against African Americans, even though he played no part in it. And Ben Shapiro, his point is that's sloppy thinking. You can, can on the one hand, say, this is terrible, and on the other hand, say, I'm not responsible for that. No more than, again, a Muslim who is radical, who blows up a car, is not related to your classmate who practices the Muslim religion. And if you would go there and look at him and say, oh, you must be a car bomber, you would be an asshole, right? Because he's not responsible for those people. Right, fair. So why is Kyle Corver responsible fair. for his great great grandfather, yeah, yeah, who maybe had slaves? First of all, it was cool to have slaves back then. Wait, wait. He knows is it is it for a fact
1: that his ancestors no. owned slaves? Because no. then I was going to say, oh, is
0: he acting no. about no. this before no, the I'm story just, leaks?
1: No, what I'm just. What if there's a story tomorrow that comes out that says this guy's ancestors owned slaves? Though, no, think about that, right? No, I'm just. That would destroy his career, would it not?
0: I don't. In 2019, it might,
1: and so that would destroy his career, especially in the NBA. No, in 2019, it might, and that's what I want. Should to say. it though? Well, at the same time, it shouldn't. Just like is, he shouldn't feel guilty for if his ancestors were truly owned slaves or not. The thing is,
0: we've we've tried to outwoke each other. It's like this race. It it's like the, this race. The wokiest? Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I want to say. It's it's getting to a point now where it's almost like who could be the most woke, that's who we should praise. But that's fake woke. That's like folk. It's <laughs> not. Well, I kind of like if that. If you're
1: really woke by the definition of woke, you'd see that this is bullshit.
0: No. Totally. Totally, but it's true in society. In fact, this is the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Because different people have different definitions of woke. There was an Ooh, article in the New York Times. Deeper. What's up? It had, the headline reads, why is Silicon Valley so obsessed with the virtue of suffering? The Stoics and Friends continue to be the dominant thought leaders from Google to Apple, and a new entrepreneur lobbying firm has even named itself Cicero. For those of you that don't know, Cicero yeah, got was that. an Italian, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: you know,
0: pre-modern thinker who believed that everything in life was meant to be terrible and everyone was always going to come to get it, to get Rome and Rome became who they were for a long time because Cicero's ideology was F the world. We're going to go out there and screw everybody because right. everyone's going to come and murder us. So Cicero had a very down- He's downt- known by another name. Cicero. Thank you. <laughs> um, and the article goes on to say that, that dude, people yep. are suffering on purpose. Like, so life is get, so good. It's like torture porn. It's like, yeah. bro,
1: I've been working so much harder than you. You don't know. I haven't slept in years. It, it, but it not, again, I
0: I have that feeling, though, all the time. Like, I haven't slept in years. It's not so much torture porn like that. It's more like people, people are, are just t- trying to out-hustle each other. No, they're trying to out-shitty their lives. They, they want to make things, do things to make them uncomfortable, like they'll walk five miles for no reason, like they'll sit in an uncomfortable chair. What? They have books about chichero and about how—, how
1: You want to sit in an uncomfortable chair? Yes. That, that sounds, sounds like, trying, like torture. I'm I'm trying. Try- Who, who's like, you know what? i got a really uncomfortable chair I want to sit in.
0: But the executive building those things are convinced that a pleasing on-demand life will make them soft, so they attempt to bring the pain.
1: Oh, I see what I see what
0: you're saying. Elizabeth Holmes. That's equally illogical. Familiar with Elizabeth Holmes? No. Uh, Theranos, the uh, bullshit uh, blood startup. Oh, yes, familiar. Elizabeth Holmes. Familiar. So, um she would often cite med- meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Oh, Rank and file tech workers frequently have more than one stoic text on their bookshelves. So they they like they're making their lives hard. Because by Stoic text on their bookshelves. No, What's by adopting these philosophies of you yeah. know of, of being more. Well, everything kind of exists on on a continuum, right?
1: So you can have a place where, and somewhere in the middle, you don't have to have a place where everything is super uncomfortable. So you can pay attention to the task at hand, and you can't have a place that's super, super comfortable where you don't do anything because you're relaxing in comfort, right? So like there's some there's something different than sitting on your couch than
0: sitting in your office chair, right? Yeah, but that's but that's not what they're doing. They're making their lives difficult on purpose. So then they'll willingly accept a
1: more uncomfortable chair for one to Sleep be more- on the
0: floor, for example. That feels great on my back. Dude, you can't sleep on the floor for I, more than an hour.
1: I sleep on the floor for like three hours. You don't You don't retire. not retire so good on my lower back. You don't
0: retire for the evening on the floor. No,
1: I do it like once a week.
0: What time? Like 8 to 11? Like if you're just. I don't know. Like if I come home, like, oh, man, my back is
1: feeling. I lie on the floor for like four or five hours. I fall asleep. Middle, middle of the night. Middle of the
0: night. No wake pillow. Wake up, feel great. No pillow. No pillow. Pillow.
1: Yeah, I got my spine like aligned comfortably. I'm not like a backboard, like I'm in, you know, rigid fixation there. And then what? You get up and go to your bed? Get up, go to my bed, get up, maybe shower and start my day. Feels good on my back, man. I don't do it to be like, oh, bro, I slept on the floor last night. I'm so tough. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I do it because I actually need it. I don't know what that sounded like recording because it was very windy coming out of my mouth. So I apologize. (laughs) It's a bunch of fluff, but anyway. That's what they're doing, man. That's what they're doing. They just want vying for significance. That's all it is. Bro, you slept on the floor last night. I slept on a bed of nails last night. You this... slept on a bed of nails last night. Bro, I planked on a chair and slept last night. It was so uncomfortable. You know, what, what is the... What's the point of that? you going to wake up more well-rested? And ready,
0: bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to work? Dude, it's getting so good that people need to make it bad. That's how good working it's gotten. At these startups are so good that they need to make bad. I don't know if working at these startups are so good, but the people who own the startups have it so good. That they need to that they need to purposefully
1: make purposefully interject roadblocks yeah. to make daily existence.
0: Yeah. Which on the one hand I really appreciate less rough. I kinda like that. To stay grounded, probably. right? That's that that makes sense. Right, there's an aspect of that. I kinda like it. But on the other hand, they're not kinda doing it for that. They're doing it because they don't want to they they wanna If you're doing it to stay grounded and humble, that's great. But that's not what the article says. The article says that they're doing it because it's like this race. Because who has the more shittier life? Yeah, of like who's more like I don't know what the word is. But who's more like real? Like who's like it's 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 become this like show of Okay, I know. Like he's so natural, he doesn't wear shoes in public. Right. I know he has $3 billion, but he's still cool. Like, that kind of thing. I know he has $3 billion, yet he willingly sleeps for fucking
1: three hours on a chair. Something
0: like that. works, works so yeah. that way he can... yeah. Something like
1: that. Well, it's different, though. Maybe his work demands him that he does that. I fall asleep in chairs and desks and stuff all the time.
0: Dude, these are tech billionaires. I promise you they could sleep on a bed. I promise you. <laughs> they have 50 Casper I mattresses. Would say, does what their mean?
1: trade-off of minimal sleep or whatever detriment to their day-to-day life, speed bumps, whatever they put in, equate to more productivity and success, though? I don't know. Is that how they... Was that their formula from no, day one? No.
0: That's not what they're saying.
1: Because if that's their level of grind and commitment from the beginning to the end of where they reached where they wanted to be or continue to grow, then that's different. Because if that's how it works, then that's what it takes for it to work. But it's if it's like, now I got $3 billion, things are feeling pretty good, you know what?
0: I might not sleep for three days. But but that's what they're doing. They're doing it to you sort not of... Why not sleep for three days? They're doing it to sort of like put themselves in this race to be more relatable. Like they're not doing it because because they're it's enlightened. All it's all fluff. It's all like not real. Sure. And that's pretty obvious by what, how the article was putting it out. And so I just I just, I just think ridiculous. People I, are so ridiculous. So we have to... We, we, we're turning into a society that's...
1: Nobody that actually works like... 18, 28, 36 hour shifts, whatever it is, like those ridiculous spectrum of more than like nine to five, really, really, really deep down inside, I think, loves it so much that they want to continue doing it. And there's some people that do. But indefinitely, right? It's, it's, it's because this is the task at hand. I gotta get done. I gotta continue. This is my day. This is my shift, whatever it is. And then I get to go home and relax. But John, it's these never are... like, and then when I'm get my free time,
0: you're talking about people on a whole other level. Right. Man. I
1: understand that.
0: Like, so then when you're at that level, why not? interject these comfort. people are drinking the mushroom, worst mushroom coffee like they're they're drinking dude the stuff they're consuming the, the, the mushroom lives.
1: coffee i think is different they have, there's they're sort of pseudoscience health uh,
0: benefits to that but joe it was on. It, they because, were sponsored on, on joe rogan's podcast and i like looked at it and i was reading some of the science behind it there's a lot of science behind the psilocybin. Oh, of course. And a lot of the the, yeah, 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 sure. the non deleterious effects of yeah, 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 yeah. MD, uh, of MDMA. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Ketamine as well. Uh, Ketamine. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So ketamine's very dangerous, It can go both ways. So it has to be done
1: in, uh, in a proper uh, setting. Don't this just is go not do legal, some special don't, don't sue me for
0: this, but but I ultimately I did not make the purchase for that reason. There was a lot of fluff there and there's a lot of substances that really shouldn't be in coffee. That I, I, I'd rather not. Find coffee at that point. You're making right. Uh, at some point, you're giving me some sort of elixir of right. some kind. Right. At that's, some point, I just want to drink coffee. Right. Like yeah. that, That's why, why I didn't it go as with a the coffee purchase. product. Yeah. Is yeah. it caffeinated? Or yeah. That's why you. I don't but, want to start messing with coffee. Last you know what time I checked, mean? yeah. you
1: have coffee beans. Right. You roast them. You grind right. them down. You put some hot water over
0: it. That's coffee. Um, do you like espresso? Yeah. I love Are you it. an espresso fan? Yeah. So first of all, to my Jewish friends, happy, no more Passover. I hope you had a great first meal. Sure. My first meal every year, of course, is Italian food at lasagna at pizza. Dude, I, I carved it up. I had like Carbo-loading for this right grand, to
1: grade A content. Josh has been
0: carbo-loading. Yeah, let's, let's get it going. Massively go. thirsty. I need to wet my beak, but you got to go soon. What was that, the beak? I need to wet my Dude, I walk around all day, let me wet my beak. <laughs> that sounds so suggestive. Let me wet my beak. That sounds so... <laughs> yeah, I walk into the office at night, I like... Wet my beak. My, my wet co- my whistle. My co- Who <laughs> actually says that? <laughs> my, no, what's up, partner? I'm here to wet my whistle. My coworker, she'll walk in and like she'll start at like 9 a.m. Like, dude, yeah. what about this one? Let me wet my beak. Like, let me let me sit down. Yeah, look me, at w- you, like you have three heads. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? going should be your fine. Beak. What are you, a bird? <laughs> <laughs> beak. Everything's gonna be fine. Just let me wet my beak. <laughs> 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 that sounds so ridiculous to say.
1: It's uh, hilarious <laughs> to say though.
0: That's so funny.
1: Oh yes. Went into La La Land with. So there's this beak.
0: restaurant on Third Avenue that you got to try. Okay. It's called Norma. It's a little Sicilian-Italian joint. Uh, yellow letters? Yellow-orange yes. letters? I've seen it. Okay, it's, it's terrific. Okay. I went for the first time. It's, you know what? I shouldn't say it's terrific. It's very good. Okay, okay it's, sure. It's very good. Don't, it, don't oversell it. It's not that good. It's very good. It, it's, okay. it's above average. Sure. It's a good meal, and it's not that expensive. Okay. They had an espresso machine there, dude. Yeah. Right out of the movies. It had this little those like the best. Oh, dude, I was looking at you, this didn't thing with all.
1: Did you go well, like recently? Do you, you don't know about espresso espresso machines. I Expresso. traveled
0: espresso. I can't even speak. I traveled. I can't wet my beak. I traveled through Italy in December, and I saw a lot of espresso machines. I've never seen one like this. Dude, this thing looked like an antique. It had this yellow, great. yellow gold like plating, right? It kind, it kind of looked like a 1950s like refrigerator. It had like two like just old silver yeah. knobs that somehow were in perfect condition. It I just looked them. so cool. Yeah, yeah, those machines are so cool. And it was this high test. Like I was this much espresso. I mean, and, and you, were, you were feeling it. You were feeling good. I got zipped for like for like an hour. Yeah, yeah, of course. But anyway, that's why I, why love I didn't a go. Good coffee. So that's why I didn't go with the purchase, right? I didn't, if it's I didn't, a shit coffee,
1: I put milk in it. If it's a good coffee, black. Yeah. There's well, something about coffee, man. There's a whole thing about coffee that I'm I'm sold on. I'm like, oh, that's a good coffee. That's a bad coffee. That
0: one's bad. Do you coffee. like to brew your own coffee? I don't have time. Like, would do you like? Do you believe that Nespresso is bullshit? Are yeah. you that kind of coffee person? Yeah, like, I, see, I see the marketing. But it's like a good cup of espresso
1: cafes that pop up around here. Not that, I have an
0: espresso machine. Like, would you consider that blasphemy Because you're like a coffee like purist. No, I think it's no. alright. It's a good cup of coffee. I like it. Yeah, but like I have a friend who believe who like lazy like laughs at me. He's like, that's what bullshit. If, what is the Keurig? Not a Keurig. I have I an espresso. Keurigs a bullshit. Yeah, Keurigs a... Well, that's a bad cup of coffee. The Keurig's bullshit. It's not good. Even conceptually, you have a piece of like thermal plastic. You're pouring boiling water over. Yeah, with? I have, uh... have no. The espresso is much different though. It's okay. much more distilled. Have you had one? Have you had an espresso? An espresso like the machine thing you have in your house? Yeah, the Nespresso machine. Yeah, I'm not too sold on that. The coffee isn't fresh. If obviously. you have like
1: a little like eight hundred dollar espresso machine that you have in the corner of your kitchen,
0: then that, fuck yeah. But that's what I want to do. Yeah, a, I, want to, get I like, want to get one of those. I would love one. I of would those. love one of those, like a, a grinder. Like you nothing, could do regular nothing coffee. Nothing
1: too expensive, right? Because those things can get like several thousands. So and the cheap ones are you're like three hundred dollars for this. How really good is it going to be? I always aim a little higher than. My father
0: in law has a melee machine, like one of those. In- oh Dutch. yeah, dude, it's great, huh? Like couple grand. He got it for a birthday gift wow. one year. Wow. I can tell you, though, like, I think if you go into that league, you should really go into that league. And, and you should great. know what you're doing. You should be like, I'm going to make a coffee here. Yeah. But if you're not in that league, you should get like a $300 machine. Yeah, I'll do fair. the job. Yeah. I would love one it's so so my I get, birthday tomorrow. Maybe
1: I'll buy one for myself. Yeah. That's, what an impulse one. buy. How am I going to travel with that thing? That's not a travel friendly item. You Amazon
0: prime it to your door in New York. I want to see it. And I want to touch the knobs. And so it. you go to bed and bath, you play with it and you buy it online. And I buy it on Amazon. Yeah. Just like how all these big box stores are losing money. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's a crazy world out there. But anyway, that was my point. I didn't want to get mushrooms with psilocybin in it and coffee. I was at that point. I just wanted it's to not drink coffee. coffee. It's like, Mushroom stew. Mushroom stew. What, anyway, What
1: wizard and witch is selling you this potion? It was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I, no, I understand. But does that not sound like a, a mythical encounter? Like, ah, we'll ground one mushroom down. But
0: because what's we'll next? What are they three... going to put psilocybin in, in, in water and say, look, man, this is, this is the newest? Like... Smart water. All right, I mean, 2.0 I... <laughs> from the makers of smart water. <laughs> Once you start going down that path. You're drinking Potions.
1: It Whether was, it's good for you, bad for you, or neither or, but I you're
0: don't drinking think, a potion I don't regularly. really think you need psilocybin in your body. I just think maybe. With all the stuff we consume, I consume, I should say. Maybe that's why not. Why start? Why I start either. there?
1: I mean, look. Why end there?
0: Right. At, at some it's like, point,
1: I, I just feel like that's such a
0: you're just interesting step o- cell. You're just a step away from MDMA at that point. Like I'm good, man. Like okay. I don't need to be Does doing. Does it actually MDMA. get you high though? What, what's MDMA? It? No. No, this mushroom coffee. <laughs> no, thing. it does not get you high. It just—it's better for your digestion, and it's like okay. clearer. And they say that it's like a a cleaner, like caffeine high. Like you just—they say it—it's it, almost like if you're drinking wine, right? And then like right. you have sediments. But then if you drink like a finely distilled wine, it, it tastes like perfect. Like there's never a sediment in there. But that's a taste thing. Well, it's the same wine, but they say it's—it's like, it's, it's more a, refined. There's also a level
1: it's, of. Uh... Uh, sort of uh, intoxication that feels different from both of them. Non intoxication like getting shit-faced, but intoxication of, of beginning to feel the effects of the substance that you've consumed. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Essentially. So their argument is what? The caffeine rush is better?
0: The, it's a salad? more sustained caffeine rush. You won't crash on it. You could sort of like sip it throughout the day. It's, it's a refreshing beverage. Like It turns coffee into this like, sort of Beverage. It,
1: it yeah, sort of coffee always yeah. exists like that. It's either a beverage that's been done up, like a good a double shot of espresso or a cappuccino or something, or it's the, I'm going to slam a coffee from Dunkin's and go to work, right? It's, it's always the spectrum.
0: But not really, because coffee at Dunkin's is shit. Right, I understand that. You don't drink, I mean... It's not if good. If you're a
1: coffee guy,
0: it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't get the coffee
1: rush. I, I, I chug them, so yeah. I will drink in like literally 30 seconds. Like get a nice coffee, down it. I'm going to work. Well, that's your sugar. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I get it with milk. That's it. How about cold brew? How do you feel about cold brew? I love cold brew. Love cold brew. Great. Cold brew sold on me. They uh, sold me on that. I'm like, yeah. Something this shit's about good. cold
0: brew just works for me. Yeah. I'm also, because like, legit. I'll put it in like a thermal cup. Just I'll just sip it. It stays cold. I'll just, I'll just, I love cold. cold brew. Yeah. I just cold brew sold it
1: on me. They sold me on it.
0: It's got this, I guess, cause it's easier to consume.
1: I don't know what it is. You just it. like suck like it down. Black cold brew. Yeah. I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. No milk. Totally yeah. works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Anyway, the other, the last thing I wanted to say, cause you got to go soon. Yeah, I do. Ship it up to Boston. Yeah. 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 The last point I'm for today. Block kick Murphy's guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. Um, Anyway, there was a, an article in the New Yorker that I'll link below, "A History of the Influencer from Shakespeare to Instagram." Uh, it's, I think it goes way before Shakespeare. It's, the guy that
2: invented
1: fire, what an influencer!
0: <laughs> no, dude, you need to watch the Game of Thrones. The guy that invented
1: the wheel, what an influencer! Yo, guys, there's a new shape. Blow your mind on this. Pi squared that You can do bitch. so many things with this instrument, this new new shape I just discovered. Look at it. I call it a wheel. What an influencer!
0: On one level, but they they invented something. They had something tangible, right? What is Listen an to influencer? This. I don't know. Listen to this. On one level, influencer is an adenine commercial label describing someone who monetizes an online following by endorsing products or services. Sure. A celebrity spokesperson for the social media age. Yeah. And yet, influencer also sounds slightly sinister. The influencer could be a Batman villain alongside the Joker. Makes it's, you sell you shit. It's no accident that the term has, centered, has entered the lexicon at the same moment that influence of a different sort has become a geopolitical weapon of unprecedented proportions. Wow. Wow. That is deep. She's not wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, that is woke. She's not wrong. Even though it's a leftist view, she's not wrong. The fact is is that the Russians absolutely had a hand in our... Sure. Discourse as a society because we're idiots and they took advantage of content. That's just fact. That's woke. OK, so she goes on to say that, like, look, I you didn't need, make even that connection. I, I was thinking elsewhere. But yeah, OK. Her I'll point is it. this. Everyone's selling you on stuff like you were everyone's saying. Everyone's selling you on stuff, for sure. Like you were saying uh, uh, to begin the show. And she says you should be skeptical of that. But the other thing she says is, of course, you can't be skeptical of everything because that's really more dangerous. Oh, and she brings well, that's not necessarily wrong as well. She brings literary examples of, of, of authors who wrote about influencers as people who basically feel bad, like pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. What has it go? Pigs get slaughtered, hogs get fed. How does that go? I don't know the saying. The I'm point is, is that people want to follow other people. And in all the novels, the people who are leading are making fun of the people who are following, saying, Look at these idiots. They're just listening to me. So
1: that's what they're saying about people that are listening to them.
0: Exactly. Her point is is that influencer
1: No salesperson was like You know what, team? That guy was really nice. He bought he bought purchased our product and it's like that fucking idiot, another sale, bro, high five. That's everybody in sales. Once once you're done, sign the deal that's what it comes down to their business is making the deal your business is getting what you need out of them and they they know that so you get it at a certain price that's how the whole economy goes yeah but at the same end- thing with anything you're selling I'm selling my services you know on the, the medical side yours on the materials side of
0: things and, and the fabrics it's it's we're all it's selling. All we're Everybody's all selling. selling that's I how agree. you survive though we are all sell but but her point is is that on on Instagram for example sure you can have a baby who literally there's a two year old who's considered the youngest influencer because he has a huge following. Because his mom, he doesn't influence shit. His mom runs that game,
1: Bro. You think this two year old sitting there <laughs> snapping
0: freaking selfies? Get out of here, of course here. not. But my point is, is that literally influence goes that far, sure. And to just- some level, I don't think that that's healthy. This mom whoring out. when her you're two-year-old. watching a two year old, you're not thinking, oh, this person's selling. Baby equipment to me, but they are. Even that person selling something to you. Everybody is. So her point. Everyone selling you shit. All right. So her point is, is that it's while it's true, we can't ignore it. Dude, we got to stop here because I need, I need a, I, need, I a, need a water. I need someone to sell me a pizza right now. Pizza. I'm
1: starving. Dude, we have a slice?
0: I mean, I just had Italian, but I will walk with you and I will get fucking a slice. I'm just <laughs> like kidding. a diet coke right now. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it before I got to get out of here. Boom.
1: Thank you so Thanks much, ladies and in. gentlemen, for listening. Uh, I'm going to uh, hawk some shit now. Our sponsor. I'm just
0: kidding. We're going to have a sponsor.
1: That would be funny, though, if we started <laughs> selling something after having that conversation.
0: <laughs> no Turkey Hill Plugs. This no is the right Hill episode plug. for we don't have No any Turkey t-hill. Hill Plugs. No Turkey Hill Plugs. We'll see yeah, you next haven't week. Shout out to us yet. See you next week? I'll try, yeah. (laughs) I've somehow forced this into my schedule. This this is always a treat.
1: Always. We have immaculate planning skills, and by we, I mean myself. And myself doesn't actually have immaculate planning skills. All right, guys. Catch you next week. All right, see you guys. Thank you so much.